Hi, welcome to the 12th House Podcast. I'm Michelle, your host and the head witch in charge at Holisticism. Delighted to have you here with me on this Friday episode. Happy Friday the 13th if you're listening to this in real time. Spooky, scary, love that. Before I begin, we are doing a giveaway this month. So anyone who writes a review, five stars. No, just kidding. (laughs) Any type of review, but I do love when you write a five-star review. If you write a review and take a screenshot and send it to the number below, you can text it to us. You will be entered to win a Sussussway sweatshirt from Holisticism. We have three beautiful limited edition sweatshirts that are live in the store right now. And all of them are really cool. One is an amplifier spell sweatshirt. So the sweatshirt itself is a spell. Uh, The spell is on the back. And when you put it on, it's activated. So let me just tell you, the amplifier spell sweatshirt, we're going to do a different spell sweatshirt every time we do a limited edition drop. So you won't be able to get this ever again. And next time we do a sweatshirt, it will be a different spell. But okay. My favorite one is the white one and it's cream colored and it says make paradoxical moves and it's monogrammed. It's so nice. And then I also love the black sweatshirt. I thought that the black sweatshirt, which says, ask me about collapsing timelines. I thought that that was going to be the one that people like lost their shit over. You guys, the spell sweatshirt, you got, you're loving the spell sweatshirt, which again, I love. So anyways, if you want to get one of the sweatshirts for free 99, you can write a review of the podcast, submit it to us. And at the end of the month, we will let you know who the winner is. I know that you don't want a sweatshirt right now because it is August and it's like 900 degrees outside, Uh, but you will want one in like two months and these won't be around. Now I want to dive into the episode. If you're just tuning into the 12th House podcast, welcome. We talk about intuitive business, spirituality, mysticism, magic, all the fun, finer things in life, wellness, and how fucked up the world of wellness actually is. And on these Friday episodes, I typically take a deep dive into something that I'm working on or answer your questions or talk about intuitive business. And I wanted to talk a little bit today about a concept that I've been playing with for the last four years that really has come into sort of like materialized world. (laughs) It was like this ephemera that was floating around me for the last four years. And then I would say in the last year, all of a sudden it all came into focus like really quickly. It's as if all these atoms suddenly became a solid. And that's the idea of creating a digital altar. So I'm a witch and um, I firmly believe that everything that we do is magical, is intuitively led and is spiritual in some way. And something that actually like really grinds my gears is when people act as if we have to be so, I don't know, precious and reverent all the time in order to be intuitive or in order to be spiritual or in order to be magical or that everything has to be so big and so dramatic. Don't get me wrong. I love like a a moment under a full moon when the fog is rolling in and I've got a like dramatic cape on and I'm bare breasted, you know, screaming my intentions to, to the spirits above me. But like, I also (laughs) don't want to do that all the time. And I also think it's just as cool and just as magical to be practicing my magic constantly, as opposed to just waiting until these big dramatic moments. Like the Lionsgate portal is such a great example. I saw some amazing people, Jaleesa Cypress, who has been on the podcast before. She's awesome. Go check her out. Talking about like, yeah, you know, this is a powerful moment, but like, it's okay if you don't, if you're not vibing on it, if you're not like, well, I got to do a ritual. Like, why are we giving, making it, giving ourselves so much pressure to like perform? It's so, it's so very capitalist of us. It's so 
typical of us to make these things a thing, right? That we're doing right or that we're doing wrong. And what if they just are? What if these are just moments? So um, anyways, I'm getting in the weeds with it, but I, I just really think that we should like everything is magical and everything can be magical. Like paying your taxes can be magical. And that's what I teach when I talk about intuitive business. I talk about copywriting is spell work. And, you know, like we made a sweatshirt that's a spell. That's a spell. You know, it's got a sigil on it. It's activated when you wear it. The energy you bring to it is what makes it magical. You could have what you write on your calendar be magical if you really had intention to it, you know? And not just precious intention, but if you are being cognizant and and mindful. Anyways, I really firmly believe that the digital spaces that we craft are altars. Think about it. You know, we spend so much time talking about creating an altar spaces in our homes where we can have pictures of our ancestors and we can put treats and goodies and life and plants and where we can have a sacred space. And we spend so much time online. Think about what an altar is. It's a place where you worship, right? It's a place where you have like super focused attention, typically. Is that not what we do online all day? Is that not how we spend our time on Instagram? We're hyper-focused on this tiny screen, thinking about the outcomes that we want, thinking about who we're talking to, thinking about what we're putting in this space because we want some sort of reaction back. And how is that not a digital altar, right? And I've been playing with this idea for a long time, haven't really talked about it or taught it because I, I guess I didn't really know how to put it into words. And I just want to give a huge shout out to our social media manager, Stacy Coplin, who's really been helping me and has like just jumped headfirst into this idea of creating a digital altar. I always think about this and let me rewind a little bit. I had been running Holisticism's Instagram by myself for the last four years and finally passed it off to Stacy, which I'm so happy to do because she's so much better at it than I am. And I had never really had to tell someone like, this is what I think about. This is how I think of this space. And so to tell her, I think of this as a digital altar that we're worshiping at. And so we need to do the things that we would do on our regular altar. We need to clear this space. We need to have offerings to whomever it is that we're talking to or that we're asking for, right? If we're having a reciprocal relationship with our spiritual team, like we do at our altar, when we ask for things, when we invoke them for spell work or for magic or for answers or for intuition or for psychic abilities or whatever it might be, you know, we're, we're kind of creating that same relationship. We are creating that same relationship with the people that are coming to our altar too, that we're in dialogue with, that we're asking for something, whether it's their um, attention or their engagement or their money because we're selling them something, right? So how are we creating a reciprocal relationship with the offerings that we leave at our digital altar spaces, whether those are things like it's our digital altar is Instagram or our website or Tumblr or our Notion documents? And how are we keeping that space sacred? How are we cleansing it? How are we clearing it? How are we protecting it? And how are we um, making sure that we're extremely clear with our requests, with our petitions, and what we're telling those of us who are visiting the altar on both sides of it, what we are telling the other side of that altar that we want their help with. And I really believe that if we can approach 
our websites <laughs> this way, if we can approach our um, social media pages this way, our, our offerings, right? Like our community spaces with the same idea of reciprocity and the way that we would approach an altar, which means that I'm giving gifts. I'm lighting that altar. I'm keeping it warm. I'm paying attention to it. I don't let it just sit, you know, without having fresh water or without watering the plants on it or, or adding new flowers or lighting a candle or cleansing it and clearing it. I am always taking care of it. I'm nurturing it. It's a living space. And our digital altars are the same thing. And we've had so many amazing people on this podcast. Michael Cardenas comes to mind when Michael was talking about how we can cast spells digitally, right? Over the internet. We jammed so hard on that idea. And I was so into it because I've always thought of our Instagram and our website and our email as these digital altar spaces. But that makes sense, right? That just because we can't see that space outside of us, right? Or we can't see the the digital world doesn't mean that it isn't its own reality. And as above, so below, right? Maybe the internet is above us or maybe the internet's below us. Who knows? Maybe it's beside us. But I think that there is a re- there's a relationship there. They are very similar. And why wouldn't the digital world reflect and mirror back in the same way that we can cast spells, we can be intentional with our magic and our energy in the physical world. Why wouldn't the digital world have the same set of rules and ideas? And why do we treat these things so differently and so separately? Why do we come to our digital altar space with reverence and a certain idea or philosophy or I don't know, like attitude and then hop on, I don't know, the other place that we spend a lot of time worshiping, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, and treat it completely differently. So these are just things that I'm, I, we do at Holisticism that I think maybe you, you might want to start thinking about. And I say this because the exact same way that I would plan, I intentionally plan out my altar. I chose the, the rocks and stones on here. I chose the art that goes on this altar that I'm looking at. I chose the pictures of my, my grandparents and my ancestors. I chose this specific candle. I chose this specific incense. I chose this prayer book. I chose this novena. I, I choose these things for a reason. Why? Because I have a desired outcome. I have a desired intention. Why wouldn't I approach my social media or my digital space, my digital alters the same way. And I think that we, we want a desired outcome, but we make it so like logical and boring and robotic and so separate from a spiritual practice when it really is the same. It is like, it's a direct reflection, my guy, you know, they are so similar. And if we have fun being spiritual, if we have fun practicing magic, if we have fun harnessing our energy for a desired outcome and collapsing timelines and like being these badass witches, then why wouldn't I do that in my business? Like that's the type of life I want to live. Why would I have separate, like this separate universe? You know, I'm teaching this class on Notion for Magical Baddies. We're talking about systems in Notion for Magical Baddies. By the way, oh my God, what an incredible group of people. What an amazing class this has been. It's been so fun. We're definitely going to teach it again. I'll put the link below to sign up for the wait list. I think I'm going to teach it in October, but I'm going to teach another class on Notion in the meantime. We have such an amazing group of people in Notion for Magical Baddies. And something that we've been talking about is this idea of an ecosystem. And for people who are neurodivergent, uh, maybe who have ADHD. I'll speak for people who have ADHD because I can speak for them because I, I am you. Or people who are super intuitive and really creative and who have lots and lots of ideas and our ideas are ping-ponging around at like rapid fire speed all the time in our brains. We 
get used to people telling us, well, all of your disparate ideas, your idea that you want to be a dancer and a photographer and an archaeologist and um, a painter and a businesswoman and a rocket scientist, you know, you can't be all those things. You have to pick one thing. You can't be interested in all these different things. They don't make sense together. So you can be a rocket scientist and a mathematician, but you can't be an artist. (laughs) We get told that forever. We get messaged that, right? That we have to like pick a lane and stick to it. And that's not actually true because if you are genuinely interested in many things that don't necessarily quote unquote make sense together because you can't like fucking monetize them together, which also is a totally separate, that's a separate issue. Let's just talk about the fact that you're shutting down parts of you that you think are exciting and that you're, you're drawn to because they don't quote unquote make sense. And how long you might have been told that for your entire life. Well, you're supposed to be this way. You're supposed to be interested in this stuff. You can't be interested in this other stuff because it doesn't make sense. It's too confusing for people. You're a person, not a brand. You're a person, not a brand. So like, why would you shut off parts of you? (laughs) You're not helping anyone. You're certainly not helping yourself if you're shutting off the parts of you that are lit up and delighted by all the things out there that light light you up and delight you, even if they don't quote unquote make sense together. And we were are talking about how we can build an ecosystem around us and build systems around us that support all of these different elements. The elements that of us, for example, for me, it is the idea that I am obsessed with being a death doula and learning about death and death rates and rituals. And guess what? I'm also like running this intuitive business and I'm also super into... I don't know, living. (laughs) I'm not like just obsessed with death. I'm obsessed with a lot of other things. Gardening, (laughs) you know, of late, playing the piano, organizing things in Notion. I'm obsessed with copywriting, creative writing, modern dance. I'm interested in all these things. Why do I have to shut down certain parts of, of myself? Because they don't all sort of flow together in a way that makes sense for the outside world. I want to live in the ecosystem where all of the parts of me can flourish. And why would I shut myself down? Because every ounce of me, every prismatic element of me is important to who I am, right? Authenticity isn't reducing yourself down to some nut, some like general boiling down to like, this is the core essence. To me, authenticity is acknowledging that actually it's the opposite of that. Instead of being reduced down to one thing, we are like a bajillion things. We are infinite things. We are like the spectrum. We are so much. We are expansive. And the prism of who we are just keeps adding different layers and perspectives. And that, to me, is the point. I want to see all of those layers and shine a light on all of those areas um, and hold myself up to the light and and turn myself around and see myself from different perceptions and, and get to know myself better in that way, as opposed to boiling myself down to one thing and having that be the only thing that I am. And I say all this because that to me is the point of of living and being is is to be dynamic and to be multifaceted and to be contain all of the things, all of the magnitude and multitude that we are. And why would I shut down the parts of me that are so important, the spiritual, the magical, the mystical parts of me, the funny parts of me, the you know, irreverent parts of me and try to be something completely different? in my business or in my work? Can I bring those dynamic elements of who I am into the work that I do? Is it possible to be fully, fully embodied and stretch myself out as opposed to 
pulling myself into a box in order to, I don't know, look good or like do this thing the way I think it's supposed to get done. Air quotes around that. Speaking of digital altars, I want to talk about a company that has absolutely nailed the digital altar and I would say like digital spiritual experience. And that is Open, our sponsor of the podcast this month. 100%. Yesterday, I tuned into a meditation with Manoj Diaz, a beautiful person who is a great instructor and also on the pod next week, but it was with Holisticism community, a bunch of people tuned in. I think there was 40 of us in there and Stacy, our social media manager, it was her first time. And I didn't know that. Yeah. And she was like, oh my God, that was such a spiritual experience after I was doing it at Second Home, which is our co-working space in Hollywood. And it's pretty much a jungle in there. If you haven't been, they have thousands of plants. It's like literally an acre of a forest that they built in the middle of Hollywood. And then this organic co-working space. It's very cool. Very cool. Little concerned about the water consumption, but <laughs> it was good to be there. Um, so I was sitting in this path in the jungle listening to Manoj do this meditation. And I truly felt like I was in a different time and space. I had my headphones on, I was totally in my own zone, and it was a meditation focused on self-compassion, and I completely left the space metaphysically. I think that's so cool. And we have these new options for how we want to engage with the world around us that don't require us to be like just at a co-working space that is WeWork that has fluorescent lights that give us depression or just a meditation app on Zoom or something that the content is good, but you the visuals are subpar, that we don't have to settle, that we have these amazing opportunities to connect with places like Open that acknowledge all the aspects and sides of us, the sides of us that care about aesthetics and beauty and community and who we are in the world and also can offer us a spiritual experience or a wellness experience, a mindfulness experience that feels in line with who we are and representative of the full version of us. And I just think that is so cool. Yeah. And speaking of digital altars in that way, you can tell everything that they do is so intentional and it feels devotional and you Mm. feel the presence of the teacher through the screen. And it's just you actually feel the difference through the screen. So, 100%. I recorded an episode with Manoj, everyone. It's coming out next week. And I was kind of like fangirling because I've taken so many meditation classes with him, but we've never actually like talked before or hung out. And I do feel like I know him in this weird way because I've meditated with him so many times and in real time. And I think that just speaks to the power of, of how incredible the platform is, but also how awesome all the teachers are. And if you want to join us in class over the next few weeks, we are doing a 30-day movement, breath work, meditation challenge. And it's not too late to join. You can join us at any point in the challenge. You can get your free pass by going to the link in our show notes or by using holisticism at a sign up. It's so nice to stop whatever you're doing and treat yourself with a little self-care. And for those of you who are a little bit like me and get very antsy and can't do like anything, I can't even work out for more than 30 minutes now. We have a couple classes that are only 
10 minutes and 15 minutes that we're going to be doing in a group. And there are so many on the platform that are super short. I saw that Miranda, one of our North Node members, did a six-minute breathwork class yesterday. And she was like, it was amazing. Six minutes, that's all I needed. So don't be scared if you are new to meditation or you're a little bit of an antsy, squiggly-brained person. There's something for you. So I want you to explore the idea of playing with a digital altar and start to think about what a digital altar might look like for you. If we look at the main components of an altar, I'm looking at my altar right now, my physical altar in my space. And so physical altars will have pictures or an homage to whomever or whatever the altar is for. So if you have an ancestor altar, you'll put pictures of your ancestors. If you have an altar to money, you'll put money there. If you have an altar to a deity or to a god or to a pantheon, then you'll put up something for that pantheon, right, that represents them. And that can be an image. That can be a stone. That can be a book. It can be whatever you want. That's the cool thing about altars. You kind of can't do them wrong. Um, You also want to have some of the four elements, earth, wind, fire, and water. So maybe you have a candle, maybe you have a rock, maybe you have a feather, maybe you have dirt, maybe you put a plant, a living plant. I have living plants on my altar. Um, Maybe you have art because you want it to be beautiful. I put a bowl of water and a glass of water, and I also put food offerings for my ancestors and on many of my altars. I light incense to clear that space. So we want to clear, and we also want to protect. Another way you could clear is by using selenite, and you want to protect your space. I have an evil eye over my altar, but you might put something else, like any sort of like black stone, like obsidian. You could put salt on your altar. You could put anything that you want. And then other things that are meaningful to you. And then of course, what are you requesting? What are you asking for? What's your petition? And making that really clear. So underneath my candle and my candlestick, where I do my candle magic, I've got my petitions underneath that. And I, what else do I have on there? That's it. That's it for my petitions on my physical altar. But start to think about what that might look like in your digital altar. So if you're clearing and cleansing your digital altar, what does that look like? Is it public or is it private? What elements or how can you use the elements on your and put the elements on your digital altar in your digital altar space? Maybe they go in your feed or maybe they go into your highlights of your, on your Instagram. Or maybe if it's your, your website that we're talking about, maybe you've got elements listed in the footer below. Maybe you have a land acknowledgement listed in your footer below because that's giving reverence to the people that came before you. That acknowledges ancestors. If Yeah, that, that acknowledges ancestors, period. And then, of course, like, who is this altar for? How are you making it for them? How do they know that you're calling them in and you're asking for their help? You're asking for their engagement. You're asking to be in conversation with them. What are you going to add to that? So maybe what does your branding look like? What is, are you going to be like really clear and say, hey, so-and-so, this is for you. This type of person, this is for you. Or are you going to be a little bit more subtle? You know, who knows? And then finally, what are you asking for? What do you want your outcome to be? What do you want people to do? Is it clear? Is it obvious? If it's not, maybe you start thinking about how you can make it a little bit more obvious on your digital altar, what you're desiring, what your petition is, what you're asking the people who or the entities that are coming to your digital altar, what you're asking for in return and what you are giving them, right? We give gifts to our spiritual team or to our ancestors or to whomever the altar is for. You know, I make like babka and put it on my altar. I make cookies and put them on. I put, I put a lot of red wine on my altar. Um, I don't even really drink red, red wine anymore, but I put that on my altar for my ancestors because they're hella Italian. So what are you putting in your digital altar that is an offering, that is a gift, 
And what does that look like? Is it a lead magnet? Is it a valuable asset? Is it a discount code? What what are you doing? Is it just like a really fun piece of content? Who knows? So that's my request. Go figure out what your digital altar looks like and start thinking about it and pop into the Instagram and shoot me a note. I'd love to hear what your digital altar space looks like. And if you dig this episode and you want to learn a little bit more about digital altars, I think I want to teach a little bit more about them. So let me know. I, you know, we 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 create content based on what you like and need. So hit me up in the text line or shoot us a DM, or you can even shoot me a personal DM at Michelle Palazon. And thanks for tuning into the podcast. And thanks again to our sponsor, Open. We love you so much. If you haven't already grabbed your free trial, 30-day trial of Open, oh my God, what are you doing? Go get it. Dude, we all need to meditate. <laughs> like deeply. So hi, we've been in a pandemic for like 18 months and it doesn't look like it's slowing down anytime soon. So this would be a great time to maybe practice some breath work, maybe practice some meditation, let go of a little bit of stress and anxiety. And you can do that on Open's platform for free for the next 30 days. And then it's really affordable after your trial is up. But of course, try it out. See if you like it. If you don't, no big deal. You can totally cancel all good. I think you're going to love it. And I'd love to take class with you. So you can grab your free trial at the link below. And that's it. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. We so appreciate it. We love you so much. And I'll see you on the internet. Okay. Bye.